Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. That means it's time for order the live stream. Today is Monday, August 15th, 2022. Hopefully you guys are doing okay. Today we're in a little bit of a different setup than normal, although pretty standard for the uh, for when I'm here back in Iowa. We are by uh, the window here. There might be some traffic noise. I'm just gonna go with the regular MacBook microphone for today. Hopefully that's not too distracting for you guys. Uh, just because, you know, I've tried to keep things relatively simple and straightforward uh, for while we're traveling this week. We're gonna be here for another couple of days. So this will be the setup. Well, maybe, maybe we'll get it outside. I was gonna sit outside, but grandma still, grandma and grandpa mowed the lawn today. And that set up a chain reaction in the neighborhood. So like lots of people are mowing and people are kind of wrapping up and stuff. So not sure that outside is a, a great time. <laughs> to be doing a live stream today, but maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. So we'll see, hopefully um, we'll be able to get out there and get you guys a change of scenery. Uh, everyone that's listening on the podcast, you can't see the scenery anyway, but hopefully you are having a good run today. Uh, today I had a uh, workout on the track at Western Dubuque, getting ready for that 5K in September. Uh, hopefully you guys are out there getting in that work too. And everyone watches on YouTube later after the fact, hopefully you are enjoying your day and at a relaxing point in your evening. All right, let's see who we got here. Um, we've got Frank Lehulers in the chat. So it was one horsepower. JC says he's hello, checking in early, might not be able to stay long. You ran along the river uh, in Boston Saturday, great weather and welcome break from the heat. Um, heat. Um, Heat uh, is definitely, sorry, I was looking at another uh, comment. Um, it's been cold here. Uh, it's been like in the 60s when I go out for my run, which, you know, not, not really cold, cold, but like compared to normal summer temperatures, it's very, very balmy. And I feel like the heat has broken for a lot of people. So hopefully it's nice and comfortable where, where you guys are. I'll be in Boston next week. So I think we mentioned it uh, in the last live stream, but I'll be going to Boston on Friday. And then for Falmouth, but Saturday we'll do a group run 8.30 a.m. at the, um, I think it's, uh, there's a shoe store on Boylston. I think it's the Marathon Sports on Boylston. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check for you guys and confirm. But pencil in on your calendars, 8.30 a.m. Um, in Boston if you want to join for the group run. Believe in the run will be there. I'm not sure that they'll be at the run. I'm assuming they will be. Believe in the run, Ashley Mateo, Tommy runs. So come and say hi to everyone and we can go and uh, enjoy some miles. You could demo some Asics shoes, Nova Blast 3s, Glide Ride 3s. Uh, a couple more uh, models will be available for you to test out if you want to take them for a spin. And then I think they're going to raffle off from Sue's afterwards. So I'll be in Boston next week. All right, we got uh, Sean Devlin says, hey, everyone. And Taryn says uh, to one HP, he says, I'm curious, he always says horsepower, but are actually hit points. Ah, that's that's a good point. One hit point, I get it. That could be it too. Um, I don't know. I don't know, we'll have to see what we hear from. Oh, okay. <laughs> one HP says, it started as hit points, some of it 100%. Oh, okay, I see that. Another say horsepower, I don't really care. <laughs> All right, so there we go. We'll have to go with uh, one hit point. Um, but I also like horsepower too. <laughs> uh, Eric says, Hey, Hey, hope everyone is well. Five days from Leadville 100 and feeling the taper twitches. No injuries that I know of at least. So that's good. Cheers. Well, there's still five more days of taper left. So I'm sure that the phantom injuries will appear, but remember they're just phantom injuries. Good luck to you. Um, Frank was mentioning earlier in the chat, um, that, uh, some race results from, uh, recently. 
He says, uh, what does Killian losing Sierra and all say about UTMB? Was he using the race as a tune-up? Will he have enough time to recover? It's an interesting uh, thought because, I mean, like, you know, um, he was one of those guys that kind of, like, retired, you know, but didn't retire. Uh, at least that was my understanding of his uh, leaving of Solomon. And so, you know, an interesting kind of situation. Um I mean, I feel like you can't ever count him out if he's in the race, but a fifth place finish. I mean, he seemed, he didn't mention anything, I think, in his, some of his social media posts afterwards. I mean, he congratulated the finishers and he said it was a great race. The crowds were awesome, that kind of thing. So interesting to see like kind of what the strategy is. Maybe he thinks he's getting older. He doesn't need to go all out that close to UTMB, but I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Um, yeah, Frank follows up saying, well, some Kenyan we don't know about beat Killian and Jim. I think that's a, a discussion that's been happening for a long time. Um, kind of like the Kenyans and the East, uh, East Africans tend to favor the marathon races because that's where, well, the, the areas that they tend to train and live uh, are conducive to marathon training, but also that's where a lot of like the appearance fees and prize money tends to be for kind of like single day payouts, um, big risk, big reward kind of events. Uh, trail running hasn't really had that yet, but as there's more money in entering into or flooding into the trail racing space, will that dynamic change? Will some of the big names start to change? So that'll be interesting to see. I'm very curious about that. Um, one of the things that I'm hoping on, if anyone knows anything, now I know um, I've been following some results on Twitter for the men's and women's European marathon championships from this morning. Um, my Twitter feed was like full of like Alice Wright updates, um, but um, who she ran in the carbon uh, rocket X twos. Um, but I, I just didn't, and I saw that uh, the German, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, ended up stealing the win within like the last fifty meters. So it was a pretty interesting finish. Uh, but I don't know much else than that. If anyone has any updates or uh, interesting observations from that, I'd love to be able to hear it. Um, let's see. Hunter Holt says, Hey, Co, new follower, a previously lapsed runner and fellow Chicagoan. Awesome. Thank you for all you do. Found your content both informative, inspiring, and fun. Awesome. Well, that's what I mean. Like, fun is kind of like the first thing. Informative. I mean, I also hope for that too, but uh, I'm also very flattered when people find it inspiring. So thanks. Welcome here, Hunter. Uh, he said, I just listened to the long run and really appreciate the honesty regarding the journey. Now, there are many haters out there, but I really appreciate all that you do. Well, thank you very much. Um, I had a lot of fun uh, sitting down with Jonathan uh, while I was up there in Boulder. Um, and I'm glad, uh, thanks for, for Ruby, who works with Jonathan, for the one that was kind of like really driving that we should sit down and record something. Uh, so I appreciate her efforts as well. So it was, it was a lot of fun to have that conversation. Um, I, have to I have to go back and listen to it because when we were there, his dog was going crazy. I was sitting in his seat and um, we almost stopped the uh the uh taping because the dog was kept kept barking at me and and wouldn't settle down i just was sitting in his seat and we didn't figure that out till way too late uh, but i can see how they dealt with the the barking in that live stream or not live stream but in that podcast uh melvin's here says yo what's going on Conco with a wave he's looking forward to chicago 26.2 nervous but excited any word on how a shakeout event may look? Can't wait to meet you. What we've typically been doing is on Saturday, it unfortunately tends to coincide with the um, 
the Chicago Marathon 5K, like the, are they called, like the International 5K or something like that. And, um, but what we'll do is at about that same time in the morning, we'll start at Chess Pavilion, it'll be point to point. So start at Chess Pavilion. So usually if you wanna make it a, a longer shakeout, you can, but a lot of people just will um, have an Uber, drop them off at the Chess Pavilion at Fullerton, uh, or no, North Avenue Beach. Um, and then we'll run along the lakefront. So you get a nice view of the Hancock building. Uh, should be a familiar sight from a lot of the videos. And then we'll run downtown to the Riverwalk and, and right at the Bean. And so um, that should make it so it's nice and convenient. Um, if you are meeting up someone after the 5K, um, and then also you're much closer then to uh, go pick up your bibs afterwards. So that's kind of probably what the layout will be. Um, all right. See. One HP, one hit point says Iron Man is pumping money into trail running and I love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I think that like uh, people are like a little bit curious to see what Iron Man really is going to do with its involvement in trail running. But, um, you know, um, there's a lot of parallels. A lot of people have been saying that like, you know, like ultra running is the next, you know, triathlon. But, um, and a lot of people in the ultra running space have come from the triathlon world, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what their involvement really does to it. Cause I do feel like in a lot of ways, like triathlon and ultra marathoning, like I can see how it appeals to the same people, but also it's a very different vibe, you know? And so like, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. But I guess it's been a little while now where they've been more involved. So yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, Vibhav Gubade says, hi, Kapuzi, what's your take on the Saucony Kinvara 13? Um, I'm not sure which Kinvara they're on now. Is it the 13? I ran in the 11 and the 9. And the 9 was a shoe that I couldn't really run too much in. I don't think it was a shoe made for me. Um, as someone that runs like higher mileage and road marathons, I don't think it's like a marathoner shoe. For marathoners, it's more of like a speed day shoe. Um, lightweight, uh, low profile, uh, faster workout shoe. I ran on, on the track a lot. The 11 changed a little bit and got a little bit more daily trainer-ish, but then I feel like subsequent versions have been reverting back to what the Kinvara was and is supposed to be, which is kind of like that Kinvara 9. So um, for me, it's not something that I like really am like high on my list of shoes I want to review because it's not kind of like in my wheelhouse for training. Um, and like the Convar doesn't really change that much from year to year, it seems. And so it's not something that I'm like super interested in all the time uh, because that kind of shoe is just not one that I use a lot. But if you are training for 5Ks, um, if you're doing a little bit more track work, then I feel like the Convar um, is something that's a little bit more interesting. All right, Brian Castro says, hey, I'll ran the Akron Goodyear half marathon and PR with a 130.51, awesome work. Any thoughts on maintaining this pace to the marathon, shooting for sub three? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I think that, um, you know, the two things that I would recommend doing um, are the kinds of things that I do, uh, but I also think apply to most people as they're looking to improve their marathon times is, you know, increase mileage, Running more is usually the answer to most of the running questions that I get. 
um, but also you know work on doing threshold repeats and threshold pace work. Uh, for me, my body responds really well to that, and so I feel like that's been really helping me to um, make marathon pace or make what used to be my half marathon pace become my marathon pace. And so that threshold level work, which is a little bit slower, a little bit faster than half marathon effort, doing repeats um, and workouts using that kind of effort in between half marathon and 10K pace, um, really gets, really stimulates the body to be able to do those longer distance runs. So that's kind of where, where I direct you. All right. Um, Hunter says, in terms of the in the long run podcast, you can barely hear the doc. Okay, well, that's good to know. And that's a magical uh, production work because the dog was great doc. Love the dog, but um, he was very excited that I was there. And Sean said, "There's something about dogs that don't like about you because he lol." Yeah, I mean, um, my wife was uh, worried that I was going to go the same route um, where I got bit by the dog last time we were here. Uh, and I've, I've not intentionally avoided that route, but I haven't gone that way. So I'm, I'm going to steer clear from that way also, probably for a little while. Uh, all right. Pete G, 1980 says, hi, Kofuzi, how's it going? I'm still running at 4 a.m. It's too hot in the evenings, but it feels good to get a run in before work. Yeah, you know what? I am normally a very early morning runner, but ever since the move, I've just been... Well, like the move happened right around the time I went to Eugene for Worlds and I've been doing a lot of traveling this summer. And so like just my schedule has been off and I just can't get up early. Now the kids go to school a week from today is the first day of school. So like we got to start getting ready to be into a routine. Normally I like to kind of start the routine or prepping for the routine ahead of time, but I just don't think we're going to have time to do that this year. So it's just going to be crash landing into uh, full on like school schedule starting next week for all of us. So I'll be getting back to some early morning running, I think. I'm not sure, we'll, we'll have to see, but we gotta, we gotta tighten things up a little bit. Um, speaking of getting ready for school, um, apparently in my daughter's school, there is um, cross country available at her age, which I didn't think was common thing. I don't remember it being at this early of an age. She's going to be in the fifth grade. So um, apparently tryouts are on Monday. I don't know what the tryouts really means. I just think it's kind of like more of like for the kids to try out what cross country really means because I'm guessing most 10 and 11 year olds don't really know what cross country means. And so um, yesterday I did take my daughter out for a little bit of run. I was like, hey, your season starts in a week. We got to do some running. Um, so we just took it easy. We did 10 times two minutes of uh, conversational pace, conversational pace for her and uh, one minute of walking. And she was pretty tired by the end. I feel like she was, you know, trying to like pick up from where we had left off at Girls uh, on the Run uh, when she did that 5K. So, you know, we're gonna have to have a talk maybe on our next run about like the ups and downs of fitness, you know, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm excited to see her getting ready. I'm excited to see like what her workouts are going to be like and what her training schedule is going to be like. So that'll be interesting to see. I can't wait to go to a meet. I'm going to be the crazy guy for sure. <laughs> um, Dan Mill says, what's been your weekly mileage this last year? It depends, Dan, on if I'm training for something or not and what I'm training for. Right now, I'm training for a fast 5K. And last, yesterday, last week, I hit 62 miles or so, um, which felt 
like fine, but it's probably like higher than it needs to be. Um, I mean, I could do more if I want to do better, but based on like kind of like where my ability to handle 5K speed work is, like 50 to 60, I think is about right. Uh, when I'm training for a marathon, it's uh, in the 70s to mid, like mid 70s is usually where I top out. Um, I usually also like to get in a day of biking, so it's you know uh, still seven days a week usually of training, but so it just de depends. So like anywhere between like 50 and 75, it's kind of where I'm at. Mm. Nathaku says, hey, come prepping for my first half marathon. I run 10 to 11 miles slowly, but I usually do about five to six miles, then get fatigued. How can I break that wall to go further? Uh, run more and run slower. Keep going slowly. So like um, if you're running five to six miles, get tired and then are finishing out the last four, like really tired. Um, you know, you're probably running those first five to six a little bit too fast for it to be a comfortable, like easy long run. Now I'm not saying like at the end of 10 to 11 miles, you should feel fresh, like you could go sprint afterwards. Um, but if it really feels like you're working very hard on what should just be an even paced longer run, uh, then you gotta think about reducing the pace on that easy run. A lot of times people will try to correlate or extrapolate from their easy paces what their um, you know race paces will be or more likely they'll say like well if i want to run like a certain race pace then my easy paces have to be a certain level i think that's kind of like a little bit backwards right so i just feel like um your easy paces should be um whatever feels conversational um, and should be something that you can do relatively easily for five to six miles is, you know, I feel like it's normal to be able to feel really good about it. Uh, once you get to be a, have a little bit longer runs, I feel like, you know, if I do an easy paced run and it's long enough, I'll still be really tired at the end, you know? So like, that's not necessarily a signal of doing something wrong, but the way that you're kind of phrasing the question, I generally feel like you're probably going out too quickly on your easy days. And then your workouts are probably, if you have workouts, they're probably not um, structured like correctly. Like you could probably do more. Uh, so that's kind of the things that I would look at. Um, Lee Wilson says, how long is your taper for a marathon? I've been tinkering around with that for a long time. Um, I've been putting my biggest week at three weeks out. And then like um, for like, like from like 20 to like 20 to 14 days out. Um, so like, I guess like 22 days out is usually when my biggest run will be. And then from like days 21 or like T minus 21 to 14, I still have a full week, but the, um, the workouts won't be as hard on that week. Um, and then, and then the long run won't be so long either. And then, um, really starting at like 10 days in is when I start to think about like tapering a little bit more aggressively. Um, but it's still, um, for me, it's very, very little science and much more art. Just like what's kind of felt like it is what I needed to do is kind of how I've been looking at it. Uh, it depends on, I feel like it's kind of like landing an airplane. Um, you know, you have some general guidelines of things that you want to do get lower to the ground, slow down a little bit, get ready to touch down, you know, but like depending on how you're coming in and the conditions are at that finish, 
of, or not finish, but in that landing approach, um, what exactly you need to do may need to be tweaked. So if I'm feeling a little bit more beat up, I might taper a little bit earlier. If I'm feeling good, I may keep the momentum going, you know, so it just kind of depends, but I don't know. A, like three weeks is when the intensity starts to light, uh, ease up and then two weeks is when the mileage starts to ease up, I think is a better way to kind of put it. Tactical Foil says, I've been having some slight soreness slash pain in the back of my knee that kind of transitions to a runner's knee pain when I run. How long would you rest when you went through your runner's knee bout? Um, I mean, it depends. Like, so there was a long arc, a story arc in terms of like how long that took. Um, you know, at first I took like a couple days off to see if just a couple days off of rest would do it. That clearly didn't do it. Then there was a lot of experimenting on terms of like what does my knee need to feel better. I tried knee braces and all that kind of stuff. So there wasn't like a set amount of like, you know, I did, there's nothing, no formula, like 50 minutes of exercise, then, you know, like a day and a half, of nothing like that. So it was kind of like, I started figuring out what was causing the knee pain, or at least I had some ideas on what was causing the knee pain and working on that. And by working on that, that kind of helped the knee to rehabilitate. And so, yeah, I don't really know how to answer that question. But it was a long, it took months to kind of figure it all out and kind of get things going. One of the things that I will note is that I read a lot of stuff that was like, oh yeah, you know, I had this kind of pain in my knee. I felt like it was kind of like runner's knee or some sort of tendinopathy. And I started doing these exercises and like instantly I felt better. And nothing felt that way to me. But like there were some things where I felt like, you know, I'm getting movement, I'm stimulating the area in ways that feel like they were hard for me to do, but felt good. And so I felt like, all right, this seems to work. So that's, that was it. But I def also did reduce mileage. I, I, I did not do any workouts, you know, so that was all part of that too. One HP says, Iron Man not being who we want pumping money into trail running, but it's better than no one. Uh, is it better than no one? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm actually, I'm actually not sure. Cause you know, that's like, if no one were, then that would leave a space opening for someone else to, or maybe a couple other entities too. So that's why it's like that. But you know, I'm not saying that I'm against what Iron Man is doing. I'm just have concerns specifically with how they treated a lot of their triathletes during the pandemic months. Um, so, and, and also the way that they like kind of really police their Ironman uh, trade names and, and IP, it just seems really strange. Um, and so it's just, eh, I don't know. I'm very, still, just still very curious. Hopefully it all works out great. <laughs> um, all right, more important questions. Melvin Yumeng says, can't decide which color to pull the trigger on for the Endeavor Pro 3. Normally I'd solicit the advice of the misses, but don't want to admit wanting yet another new pair of shoes. Uh, I like the black one and I like the white one. The white one, I feel like Saucony can make really great white racing shoes. Like the Endorphin Pro 1 looked amazing. Um, I do think that the Pro Plus looked great, although it was not a shoe that I was interested in. Um, and I do think that the Endorphin Pro 3 in white and the Endorphin Pro 2 in white also looked really great. So uh, the white one is good. 
But I also feel like Saucony doesn't always do a black shoe very well, and the Endorphin Pro 3 in black looks great. And so I'm like, all right, that's one that I'm going with. So those are the two. I just don't love the pink. Um, I don't know, something about it that just doesn't like jump out at me. So, yeah. Jonathan said, Cole, we started cross country in the sixth grade middle school in New York. I started doing cross country in, I started doing track in seventh and eighth grade. I don't remember, I didn't do cross country until high school. And I don't know if it just wasn't offered or I didn't do it. I'm trying to think. Um, I just don't remember. I don't remember. But like, I remember in high school doing cross country, indoor, outdoor. But um, yeah, but like, I don't remember doing cross country that young. And Jonathan says he did it in sixth or eighth grade to condition for hockey season. And then once he get, got to high school, gave up cross country for hockey and tennis full time. All right, there you go. So I feel like it'll be interesting to see like who shows up for like fifth grade cross country as well. It's like, are they just getting ready for other seasons or, or what? But you know, either way. Run Tommy says that the middle school AAU club running is actually a big thing in Florida. Some meets have a thousand kids. That's wild to me. Um, in New Jersey AAU, there were, I mean, where I was, AAU running wasn't that big, but I know that there's certain parts of the state where it's huge. So, I mean, yeah, I don't get the sense that it's a really big thing in suburban slash almost rural Illinois. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I see on my Instagram and on Twitter and like TikTok, um, parents posting stuff from like, uh, the AAU meets and I'm just like, man, look at all these kids running this hard and this fast at that young an age. It always kind of like shocks me. It's very shocking. Sean says, I helped coach a uh, middle school cross country last year. No cuts, 70 kids on the team, herding cats, etc. Yeah. I, that's why I feel like I can't imagine that there's cuts on it, on that team. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's more of like making sure the kids know what they're signing up for. Uh, part of me wants to be like, there's gotta be a, a need for volunteer coaching for the cross country team. And I'm like, uh, maybe I could be a booster or some sort or kind of like a, like a help, uh, just a helping hand, but I just don't want to commit <laughs> to all that time. I, I'd like to have that time. Well, either to pick up my daughter, the, the baby, you know, uh, and do stuff around the house, but we'll, we'll have to see what the situation is like. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm just like curious, like what's the first day workout gonna be? Like go, like is it a mile time trial on the first day? Like, I don't know. Um, like my daughter and I, when we got ready for Girls on the Run, the 5K, we didn't do, like she couldn't get into the program at school because it filled up. So we just ran on our own. I think you guys remember. And most of the time, the longest continuous run we did was like seven minutes. We would do like seven minutes on, two or three minutes off, maybe eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes as high as, high as we got, I don't remember. But we did a lot of just like walk run. Um, and I just, I'm very concerned that like day one's gonna be like, all right guys, you're gonna go run two miles. And I'm like, that's for fifth graders is kind of a lot. Um, if they've never run before, you know, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Sean Marshall says, Kofu is important, let's get serious. What's your favorite kind of pickle? 
I, I'm just like, I like dill pickles. Um, I don't like it when pickles get too fancy. I can go for a spicy pickle too. Um, something that's really peppery and, or even like, um, kind of like a habanero, like infusion kind of thing. I can do that. Um, I usually don't like butter pickles, but I'll tolerate them in a sandwich or even in some sort of like salad or something. Um, what's really peculiar is my wife's family. They all love, uh, sweet midgets, like little mini gherkins. Like they'll just, um, buy a jar and put it like if they do like a veggie tray, it'd be like carrots peppers, cucumbers, like little cherry tomatoes, and like a section for little gherkins. That was weird to me, but they, they love it. And it's not a bad pickle, not a bad pickle, but I, I like a good, that's the only time I like dill. I don't like dill in anything else. Like dill as an ingredient, I feel like almost always could I could do without it, except for in a pickle. So there, that's that. I hope I didn't overthink that question. I mean, that was a question literally about pickles, right? Okay. Uh, Burnout Alcohol says, happy Monday. If you have any advice for racing a road mile in the middle of marathon training block, would you recommend any specific workouts? Um, I'm a very bad person to ask about mile racing. I'm very bad at it. I don't know how to race it well. Um, I did the mile race on 4th of July, um, went out way too fast, and then uh, basically was running marathon pace for like a third of it towards the middle, um, and then tried to pick it up at the end. Um, but I would generally say like, you know, really, what are your goals for it? If you really are wanting to focus on the mile goal, um, then I would say for a good at least month, um, you know, your, your workouts should change very significantly. And for a mile, I think that you'd be doing a lot of like hill sprints, um, 100 meter repeats and 200 meter repeats, like some things that are like really, really short, but working on turnover. Um, maybe even up to 400 meter repeats um, at close to race pace. You know, those are some of the things that I would probably look to do. Um, I would personally probably put in more hill sprints instead of doing 100 meter repeats, but um, those are the kinds of things I would do. I would also look at doing overspeed. Sorry, there's a truck going by. So I'd look at doing overspeed. So like not only doing hill sprints up, but also have a day where you're doing hill sprints down um, as well. But, so those are the, some of the things that I would try to sprinkle in, like basically instead of your two marathon workouts a week, um, do that for your speed work uh, twice a week, like Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday. Um, and then, you know, protect your long run and still have a nice long run on Saturdays. Maybe not worrying so much about marathon paces and where they're at, but maybe put in some blocks of faster work, but really just focusing on making sure that your mileage is still staying high. I really wouldn't do much of a taper for it. Um, because I just don't think that there'd be enough time, probably. So that's kind of how I would look at it. Anthony said, wants to know, am I still scheduled to run Tokyo next year? Yes, as far as I know. Um, and then let me scroll down. I'm, I'm way behind you guys. Um, all right. Um, Stevie76 wants to know, what do dill pickles called non-dill pickles? Infidels. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. All right. Dr. Funk 1216 says, did run, did a run in a pair of, uh, I think it was Tracksmith shorts for the first time ever. It felt very luxurious. They are, they are nice. I do like the Tracksmith shorts. You know, they sent me a pair of like two in ones 
They're like a mint color on the outside and then it's like an ice blue for the liner part. And I'm liking them more and more. At first I was like, this doesn't make sense. And now I'm like, every time they're clean, I'm like, these are nice, I like these. So I, I don't know, they have a way. Um, Nataku says, I got a black second toe early in my running and it hasn't gone away. My other toes are fine. Do you think it'll ever heal? It doesn't hurt. Say, if it doesn't hurt, don't worry about it. I don't, I mean, do you mind if it doesn't ever heal? My feet always look gross, so I just don't care. Yeah. Sean says, put some dill on the grilled salmon and you change your mind about dill. I mean, I guess if there's like uh, some sort of like, there's like, uh, if you're putting like a, especially if you're doing like a sour cream type of dip maybe, but even then I'm like, I'd rather just not have the dill in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dill in the grilled salmon. I've, I've heard of it. I'm not, I can't say that I've ever had it. I'm sure I've had it. I'm sure I didn't mind. But otherwise I just feel like dill is so strong and it just reminds me of pickles. <laughs> I said pickle a lot this episode. And Bernard says, thanks, Coger. I was hoping you wouldn't say hills. I think that hills are essential for milers. I, would you say? I, I mean, I would think so. Because, I mean, the other thing is that it works on power um, and it's not going to be as um, uh, impactful, like in terms of impact, it's not going to hurt the body as much. Because you're probably, well, you might not always do hills on grass, but if you get it on grass, then it's it's good. But, I mean, I know that I should probably do some hill sprints too. Maybe I need, eh, maybe I need to take my own medicine. Maybe I'll do some too. All right, all right. Uh, Jody Beck says, good day, everyone. Broke the first PB for half marathon the weekend. Uh, 148 down to 144. Awesome. That's great work. That's a huge improvement. Good job, Jody. Sorry I don't have my bell today. We're in Iowa, so. Yeah, but great work. Wow, four minutes. AB says, for the first marathon, is 20 miles adequate for the longest training run? I'd say yes, for sure. I mean, it, it all, I mean, ultimately it depends. Like if your first marathon, you're looking to uh, get under like 250, then probably not. But um, if you're first, mar if you're for the first marathon, you're looking to finish, maybe you have some time goals, but um, the main thing is to get out there and have a good time. Then 20, 20 miles is going to be plenty. Yeah. Davin wants to know, I might be alone here, but I like to eat Kalamata olives on my long runs. Is there anything that you like to eat that might be considered not normal? Um, I mean, on the long runs, I don't know. I just like, uh, I eat the runner's nutrition on the long runs, um, mostly science and sport. Uh, for my racing, I'll have the Martin gels. Uh, I also like Humachia Plus. I take the Unived. So like those are the ones that I tend to have goo. Um, I, but I generally keep it to gels. I think that for uh, when I did the Ultra and I was out there for a little bit longer and sweating a lot more, I really just wanted to run with a bag of potato chips. Like I felt like, you know, I could easily like just knock out a good seven, eight miles, like give me a big enough bag of chips and I'll just run like holding like the bag of chips and like eating the chips as I go. I feel like if I do another ultra, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, and just kind of like very casually run with, with chips. I really uh, craved a lot of 
crunchy, salty, so chips uh, was it. Like I felt like I probably could have eaten like a bunch of french fries even though it was really hot. Tater tots, like something in the potato family. <laughs> but mainly just like chips, salty chips. That's what I wanted to have. Sean said for, for cross country, we had a bunch of kids who would sprint into the woods and then walk. My job was to sweep the two mile course. I tried to offer encouragement, but my sense is that their parents made them join cross country. Yeah, like my daughter and I, we didn't, we were trying to figure out, I mean, well, it was me just kind of figuring out, trying to like wonder what a fifth year, a fifth grade cross country race would look like. I was guessing it'd probably be two miles. And then I was wondering like, do they make the girls run a different distance than the, men, than the boys? Cause I was like, I remember in high school, even in high school, I graduated from high school in the nineties. Boys cross country did 5K, the girls did 3K. It was a different course. I'm trying to think, maybe some of the bigger meets that the, the women did five, 5K, but I, I don't remember. I feel like it was still different. I don't know. Dr. Funk said, the classic mile workout is 10 times 200 at goal mile race pace with 60 second recovery. Oof, that's brutal. That, that's rough. Ooh, man. Ah. Dr. Funk says, or 10 times 400 meters at mile pace. I think I'd rather take the, um, the 200 meters repeats. <laughs> oh man. Jen Blinder says, I make my own hamburger buns with dill in them. They're delicious. Oh, I could see that. I think I might actually enjoy that. But it's because I would be expecting a pickleish flavor overall. You know, that's impressive. You make your own hamburger buns. I just feel like hamburger buns, people expect like a certain level of like cakiness to them. Although I used to make my own hamburger pretzel buns. Those ended up being really good. I enjoy pretzel buns because I feel like burgers tend to get a little bit bigger than they need to be. The ratio of like meat to bun is always off. Um, and so if you have a pretzel bun, it kind of balances things out a little bit. Hmm. Uh, now I'm thinking about how to put dill in a bun. That, dill in a bun, that's just, I don't know why that's blowing my mind, but I don't know. It's a great idea. Time to Run says, hey, Co, appreciate your brother. Do you have good recs for pocketed half tights? Uh, my favorites are the rabbit. I think they're like, they're just, I forget what they're called, the rabbit half tights. They got two pockets on, one pocket on each side and then a zipper pocket in the back. John G makes really good half tights. Um, they have many, many pockets. And then um, Roadrunner Sports, they're called like the Challenger half tight. They have a seven inch and a nine inch. I prefer the seven inch. Uh, the nine inch also works. And they have uh, side pockets on each. So you could put in a bunch of gels on each side. So those are the ones that I'd recommend. Andrew says, his upcoming trail race dropped the finalized course, 1,500 feet of gain over 13.1. Let's go. That's a good amount. That's a good amount. That's going to be hilly. going to be hilly. Have fun. Have fun with that one. All right. Let me keep scrolling down and keep up with you guys. Uh, Stephen Lewing says, do people wear underwear under half tights? If they don't have a liner, then I do. Yes. 
Brandon Tom says, can you recommend a pair of four to five inch shorts with really solid rear foam pocket with no bounce? Thanks. I'd say the best ones are probably the Path Projects ones. Um, I guess it would depend on the size of your phone if they would fit, um, but they fit my phone and they have the least amount of bounce. Um, like the Hoka shorts, I ran in them recently. I just put two gels in the back and they were bouncing like crazy. Um, the John G ones, they have a pocket big enough for a phone, but the bouncing is okay, but it could be better, but it's hard with a five inch short. There's just not a lot of material to work with to keep things sturdy. So it's kind of like a, it's tough. It's tough. Rabbit also makes a good one. Uh, like the FKT short, it's a little bit long. That might be longer than a five inch though. Or they might call it a five inch, but it feels a little bit longer than a five inch. Um, but that one has uh, side pockets, like little reach in, stash pockets, and then a zipper back pocket. That one actually is pretty good. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, Eric says that the path ones still bounce on him. It's frustrating, but he's picky. No, I know what you mean. I, I but like, I think that like, here, here's the ultimate dilemma. So the rapid ones, I think maybe do a better job at reducing bounce, but they also basically have like a flip belt built into the short. And so there's just more material and it's warmer. So that's kind of like the trade-off. So like if you want the, the no bounce, you need a way to stabilize it. That usually means more structure and fabric. And so it gets warmer. So that's like the, the, the trade-off. There's still some physical limitations there, but I do think Path does a pretty good job. Or better than most. AB says, I'm trying to get my seven year old daughter into running. Any helpful advice, tips? Uh, for me, I would just say um, ask her if she wants to go play or go for a run and make it really short. You know, so like just at seven years old, I would say positive, like try to make only positive experiences. Um, so it's like maybe when you come back for your run, you know, see if she'll want to go run around for a little bit. Or if you're taking her to the park or the playground, see if she wants to run around a little bit before you guys head home. Um, nothing too structured, more than a couple minutes at a time, you know. Um, and then make sure that like kind of she sees you uh, running as well. You know, seeing that this is something that daddy likes to do. Uh, it's really fun. Um, and make it just positive experiences, you know. Scott says, when I need to take my phone, I use a foot belt. I'm getting to that point where I'm just like, ah, oh, let's put it in the foot belt. But, um, cause I normally just will run with an Apple, an old Apple watch to take the place of the phone. Uh, time to run says so down the pipe. Do you think you'd be doing an Apple Watch versus Stride Pod comparison vid when the iOS gets released? Yeah, I know that they're doing wrist-based power. Um, maybe you know I I'm trying to figure like so I'm testing. You know I, I like to test watches. I'm testing the Ver Vertex Two. I'll test the Coral Pace Two next. Uh, probably starting next week. Or like, I think I'll bring it to Boston. It'll be my first weekend testing it. Um, but I'm trying to figure out like exactly the best way to do my testing of stuff. So like a super technical Apple Watch versus Stride comparison video, like, you know who does a great job of that? 
DC Rainmaker. You know who else does a really good job of that? Does fit. And so like, I don't think I have a lot to add in the conversation in that context. So I'm trying to figure out a way, like how do I package similar information without trying to get super technical and into the details, but not also being so like topical that it's not helpful. So I'm trying to figure that out. I think what I'll, I, I don't know if my Apple Watch 4 will get that update. It might wrist-based power, but um, I mean, yeah. So the ultimate thing is with the Apple Watch, I just don't like running with the Apple Watch. As a running, I run with one every day, but I use it to listen to music or podcasts or audiobooks. And I use a, a running watch to do the running part because my Apple Watch dies all the time. So that's the thing. All right, let's do a couple more and then I gotta get going for today. Um, Andrew says, I've given up on using the pockets in any of my shorts and won't put a phone in my half tights. So the football has become a piece of kit I use every day. Hmm. You, wanna, you won't put a phone in the half tight? Is it because it gets too wet? Is that what it is? Huh. One HP says, the first watch to get a really good audible solution will be my next watch. Yeah, I, I don't, I really have a hard time understanding why Audible, which is an Amazon product, is only on Apple Watch. If anyone else can explain that to me, like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I'm not seeing it. Maybe Apple paid Audible a bunch to be exclusive for a long time. That would make sense. I'm unaware of that kind of arrangement, but I just don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. Eric says, I like Chase's Summit for watching tech reviews too. I do, as, I watch his as well. Uh, I love Matt Legrand, you know, but like, and they do a really good job of going over the technical details without getting super technical, right? And so I feel like there's like grades of like how much in the data do you get? How topical can you get? You know, finding the right balance for the audience. I feel like uh, Dave at Chase's Summit and and Matt Legrand have done a really good job of doing that for their audiences. I gotta figure out how to do it for you guys. Um, I'm just having a hard time nailing it down, you know? Hey, Flores is here. What's going on? Hey, Kel. How are you feeling for the Chicago Marathon? Uh, you know, I feel like it's a race that's going to sneak up on me because um, I'm doing some 5K work now and I am doing, uh, and then I'm not really getting, doing a lot of marathon work. The only thing that's kind of saving me is that like I'm getting all these like super shoes in. And so I'm trying to do testing on those. So I got to do some marathon pace work, some you know, threshold level work and stuff like that. So that's kind of helping, but the mileage has been really low. Um, speed work has been more geared towards 5K, but um, I think some of my, my time goals are gonna be a little bit different. So I'm not looking to run a super fast time. I'm gonna have to confer with my running buddy. I'm gonna be running with him, seeing kind of like what time he's shooting for, but I think he's shooting anywhere in the 325 to 320 pace. So I'm not too concerned that like I have to do a, a ton of very specific training, but I still, you know, still a marathon. Still need to do some longer runs in there. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get it all in. But even after the 5K, the 5K is on September 10th. So even then I'll still have like three weeks 
where I'll be able to do some very specific marathon training. And I think that'll probably be enough to get me to where I need to be on race day. So, yeah. Rainrunner thinks that she Rainrunner thinks that it's uh, Audible is getting paid by Apple to stay exclusive. But is that do you think that that happened? That must have been like a long-term arrangement before Audible was bought by Amazon. Did Audible start out as an Amazon product or did Audible get bought by Amazon? Now that'd be uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Terrence, who uses the compression shorts by Wolico. If he needs the phone, you can wear them alone, but I usually wear a pair of run shorts over them. Oh, I see ads for that all the time. Okay, maybe I'll have to try those out. Flora says super shoes for the win. Looking forward to seeing you there. Awesome, well, I can't wait to see you there too. Um, hopefully your training is going well. All right, I think that's gonna be a good place to leave it uh, for today, guys. Uh, tomorrow, I'm hoping to put out a video on a DJI product that I've been using a lot lately. I'll kind of tease it there. Um, it's not what you guys think. Um, or maybe it is what you guys think, but oh, I gotta figure out a time to, to film that and I'm trying to figure out the right place to do that. So hopefully that'll be done tomorrow, but otherwise we'll do another a live stream. I'm gonna try to do another game tomorrow uh, last week we, play, we played Name That Strava. Um, I really enjoyed that. But I have another game that I have in mind. It's going to require me to do a little bit more research. But I think it's going to be fun. So make sure you come by tomorrow. We'll play that game. Uh, and we'll have uh, ho hopefully we'll have a lot of fun. And until then, be safe out there, everybody. And thanks.